Hey guys, this is Dvir from the Cryptosphere and today I'd like to do a bit of a different video. We're not going to do an ICO review, but I'm going to talk about a really big news story that came out about four days ago. Tim Draper, a billionaire investor, big crypto enthusiast, announced that he predicts that in four years from now, cryptocurrencies will be worth about, about $250,000. So that's a quarter million dollars per Bitcoin, which is huge. I calculated it. It's about 30 times the, the current value of Bitcoin. So that is a huge run. Now, if you don't know, Tim Draper is really famous because in 2014, four years ago, he predicted when Bitcoin price was around $300, $400, he predicted the Bitcoin's price will go up to $10,000 by the end of 2017 or 2017. I think, I'm not sure if he said it during the, sometime during the entire year or sometime in the end of 2017. But guess what? He was right. And right now, the fact that he's making this prediction, this prediction gives him it's just this previous, uh, guess, lucky or smart prediction, whatever you want to call it, gives him a lot more credibility. So instead of just talking about the news, you know, just like everybody's been talking, I made a little cool presentation for you where I'm going to show you what's going to need to happen in order to reach $250,000 per Bitcoin. What are we going to see in the cryptosphere? What's going to happen in the world? What are the current problems and what solutions are people working on? So I'm going to take you right now and show you. So basically, um, just a quick disclaimer, guys. This is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. This is just me sharing my opinions. Okay. Okay. So what he said, I'm just going to show you quickly what he said. He said that it's going to be I predicted $250,000 Bitcoin in 2022. So that's in four years from now. Believe it, it's going to happen. They're going to think you're crazy, but believe it, it's happening. It's going to be awesome, <laughs> okay? Um, so yeah, that is very credible and very, very like ballsy. The guy definitely has balls. And this is like his uh, Draper University. And here are his previous tweets. So before we jump into all that, like how the heck is that even possible? Before we start praising Bitcoin, and talking about it, I wanted to show you what Peter Thiel is saying. And uh, yeah, guys, just show you what what goes on beyond the scenes. Because saying that Bitcoin is going to be worth a certain amount of money is easy. Like it's going to be worth a million dollars or whatever. But why? Right. So I'm going to do a little breakdown of my personal opinion about what's missing right now in the crypto world to achieve that. OK, so a few things need to happen. So the first thing is we need a lot more transactions per second, like a lot, a lot more. So Bitcoin right now is below 10 transactions per second. I'm not sure if it's five or three or seven. And then I, I heard it, Vitalik says that Ethereum is right now at like 12 transactions per second, something like that, which is very, very slow. Just to put it in comparison, Visa can do about 45,000 transactions per second. So that is right now we cannot scale this. You know, right now the people that are in, that own uh, Bitcoin, they are mostly investors, speculators. They don't use it for daily use. You know, you don't use it to buy uh, ice cream, you know, when you go out or you don't use it to pay at the bar. You just use it for yourself or just because you think the value will go up or maybe you use it for like really big transactions. So the thing is, we cannot go much bigger than that. We cannot move the price of the value of Bitcoin and the price of Bitcoin, which are very attached. They cannot go up 30 times more without first solving the problems of scalability. So for that right now, we have uh, two solutions. We have Bitcoin's Lightning Network and then we have Ethereum's Plasma. So if I'm not mistaken, the Lightning Network for Bitcoin should be able to do 2000 transactions per second or more. 
And then the Ethereum Plasma, I couldn't find an exact number on it, but I saw even millions of transactions per second. So I'm not going to even guess, but I think it's going to be more. I think it's going to be at least ten, tens of thousands of transactions per second. So right now, those two, if I'm not mistaken, they are in beta um, and they should come out sometimes in 2018. I think I saw that. Don't catch me on my word, but I think they'll, they'll become operational within the next several months, which is huge. Right. So these are solutions that some of the smartest people are working on, which is absolutely incredible. And then also we have different scaling solutions that people are working on. Besides that, we have a lot of, you know, these companies that um, claim to be able to build it to do something much better. For example, Liquidity Network, which I uh, reviewed a few days ago. I reviewed their ICO. You can check it out on my channel. But basically, they're trying to do millions of transactions per second. Let me see if I can find it. So this is an ICO. They're going to do an ICO. And this is an example of a project that's unrelated directly to Ethereum, right? It's an external project where smart people come up together and they're like, okay, we, we can build it. We, we can do this. And there is a tons of more, um, there's tons of more, you know, different uh, blockchains, you know, Hashgraph, Definity, all these big ICOs that claim to be able to do it. But right now the biggest bet is really with the existing solutions, in my opinion. Let me see here if we have any more. I think Block Collider is also trying. So a lot of currently, like a lot of different projects are trying to solve the scalability issue. Let me see if there's anyone else. Yeah, Definity, I think, was working on that. And then P-Chain. I think all the chains pretty much. And then Metronome as well. Yeah, so I can't recall all of it right off the top of my head, but a lot of these projects that I've been reviewing are directly recalled, directly trying to solve the scalability issues, which is fantastic. So this is not going to be a big problem. I think this is going to happen. I can definitely see it happen. Now, we also need something with less regulation. You know, with Binance is a great example that they've been going to Malta. They've just been moving there. And then a lot of entrepreneurs, they they cannot go, you know, in China, you cannot do an ICO. You cannot hold. I'm not I'm not sure what's their current position, but I know they're very anti-friendly, very anti-cryptocurrencies. And then Tim Draper, what he really helps with that is he goes out and he talks. He kind of represents the crypto community, which is we owe, owe him big time for that. And he's kind of, kind of trying to talk to governments and say, like, yo, like, don't do it. Regulation means poverty. So what we need to see is to see some clear stance from governments where you know that if you're doing an ICO, what's going to happen and then not having them, you know, feel like a bunch of paperwork, but actually make it easy for them. Because what I see around me, too, is that people leave their country and they go to countries with better regulations because they can make more money. It's easier. It's less dangerous. So this is something that's uh, need to happen as well. It's already happening in parts of the world, but I like to see it happen in big hubs like China and the US and Europe. That will be fantastic if it'll happen there. It's already happening in small parts of the world, like, for example, Malta, which is where Binance is going to. Okay, now what else we need right now is also to go from this to this. So what I mean by that is right now, if you use cryptocurrencies, it's pretty hard to use. You need to be pretty technical to use it. I mean, three years ago, four years ago, it was even more technical, but now still, when you use cryptocurrencies, it looks kind of like the old interface of Windows where you just send transactions to people and... It's not as worse as this, but it's it's not that far away from it. And what we need for, to see millions of people use cryptocurrencies on a daily basis is we need to give them the ability to use it. So we need to create some sort of graphic user interface, right? Which is something like this, like your phone or like your window browser. When you switch from tabs and stuff like that, this is what they're working on. This is a graphical user interface that allows you to use it easily. So if you want to send Ethereum to your friend, that sort of thing. So we're going to need to see that happen too. And I'm going to show you a couple of ICOs that I personally like. Again, not financial advice. That they are working on solving this. And um, 
Yeah, so I like them. One of them, Cardstack, is for the Ethereum blockchain, the experience layer of the decentralized internet. And this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to build a visual graphic user interface to help you kind of use, you see, you, you use like as the end user, you're just using the apps, dApps on top of it, and it's very easy to use. And then at the bottom, you have blockchain. Kind of like right now, when you use the internet, you don't use the TCP IP protocols. You just send information. So, okay, I don't have really clear examples on here. And yeah, and then the second solution, NOS, for example, which they're trying to do the same thing, but on the Neo blockchain. And uh, yeah, so it's an operating system, right, for a new transparent internet. And yeah, you see, even here, there's no screenshot of what it's going to look like. So this is just shows you how early we are in this project. So this is going to need to happen. Now, another thing that's going to need to happen is we're going to need to have real working scalable dApps. So right now we we use Google, YouTube, Facebook, and Amazon. Those are the big companies, you know, and Apple. So I don't, I'm not saying that they'll go away completely, but we are going to see some dApps that can even match to them because right now at the current stage, you cannot have the same volume on DTube, on Steemit, I don't know, but like, or decentralized exchanges like Next, you cannot see that. So what we need is like, according to the scalability solutions, right, we're going to need to see um, real-world dApps that can tackle that niche and sort of take even a pie of that that people can start using that right now there's no decentralized version of Amazon that is nearly as good like right like there's nothing that, that I can even think of at the top of my head so we're gonna need to see that as well too and then we're going to need to see also a, a loss of trust in fiat so what's going on um, you know, fiat has been historically until now every year, pretty much there's some sort of deflation where the value goes down. It rarely, if ever, goes up, right? So what happens is um, it's been increasing in the last few years, especially when you compare it to Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these digital cryptocurrencies. And there is like some loss of trust in fiat. People are asking harder questions about money. It's already happening, but it will continue to happen more and more, I think, especially if the market continues to go down like it has been. Um, let me pull it up for you. S&P 500. One month, one year. Yeah, so as you can see, we had a crash here in the S&P 500 where it went down. So this is nothing compared to crypto standards, you know. But this is still uncomfortable. And what happens is in the future, once we're going to have some crash, I think that we're going to lose value, we'll lose trust in the market. So this is only a matter of time until it happens. You know, the market's are cyclical they repeat themselves so you know everybody is happy here and then right here people are starting to question like i don't know if i can trust those cryptocurrencies so we're going to need to see some loss of trust in fiat also some market crash or maybe some government that does something really shady that pisses off a lot of people you know 80 years ago then we had the usa usa forces people sell gold in the yeah, they had the Gold Reserve Act in 1934 that required that all gold and gold certificates held by the Federal Reserve, right, be surrendered and invested into the sole title of the United States. So basically, they took all the gold from all uh, from their citizens, and then people were really, really pissed. So people really didn't like it. And uh, yeah, so if something like this happens, where a government very clearly um, forces people to, to get screwed like that, then people are going to start losing trust in the fiat currency of their country. So I don't know if this is going to happen like in a big thing. It might just be like a slow trend like we've seen so far. And finally, we're going to need to see Bitcoin stay at the top number one spot at its category. You know, right now, Bitcoin totally dominates um, not only in terms of market cap, but in terms of utility value, from what I understand, I'm not I'm not an expert programmer, but from what I understood, Bitcoin has no real competitors right now. It's one of the few cryptocurrencies that are truly decentralized. There's no one at the top of it. A lot of cryptocurrencies, they're not as decentralized as you think, because there's a few people at the top that develop them. And they're, if they're going to stop working on them, then the progression is not going to 
continue. Whereas Bitcoin, you know, it was created by Nakamoto and now it's developed by independent developers all around the world that are working on this. And then also in terms of the value of Bitcoin, it's very safe. It's never been hacked before as far as I know. It's never been seriously hacked before. There was one thing in 2010, like eight years ago, where somebody generated a lot of Bitcoins, but then they managed to fix that and no, no money was lost as far as I can tell. So I might be wrong on this, but I think Bitcoin was never hacked before. And it's been around for eight years or nine years, depending how you count on it, how you count it, right? So Bitcoin is very, very safe. It's trying to be the digital gold. So the chances of Bitcoin to stay at the top spot are, they look good so far, but you know, this, this the market is so young, you can't really tell. I mean, like Yahoo was, for example, like really big 20 years ago or 15 years ago, and now it's much smaller. And in terms of search engine market, you know, everybody uses Google. So you never know, right? You never know, but Bitcoin chances look pretty good. And if you look at the top, also in terms of value, like nobody is really trying to do what Bitcoin is doing. You know, like all of these coins, like the, the similar one I can think of is Litecoin, but it's not trying to, it's kind of like Bitcoin is gold and then Litecoin is silver, but it's not trying to take Bitcoin spot. So nobody is really even close to, to replace Bitcoin at this stage. Okay, again, this might change. So here you can see what Peter Thiel, for example, he said about Bitcoin. He said that there's a 50 to 80% chance that Bitcoin will end up being worthless. Maybe there is a 20, so that means that there's a 20 to 50 chance it'll end up being worth a lot more. Probability weighted, it's good. Okay, so he says that most likely Bitcoin is not gonna exist. It's gonna end up being worthless, but he says that if it's gonna succeed, then it's gonna be worth much, much more than it is right now. It's gonna be worth a lot more. So this is kind of like the what, what a billionaire investor says, uh, Peter Thiel, which is very, very smart. So yeah, guys, that's it. Uh, thanks for watching. Make sure to smash that smash the like button and let me know if you enjoy me kind of doing my own take on news because I know a lot of people just go and they just make a quick video. You know, sometimes I do it too, where we just talk about the news, but we don't really think deeper and we don't really share what's going to need to happen. And check out my ICO spreadsheet for my favorite ICOs. And um, yeah, guys, that's it. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for watching. Okay, bye-bye.